Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Moving my head. Yeah. I'm laying it off. Love that too. I'm pronating. When you're not supinating. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like an unfolding lawn chair. I look like a fool. What the hell do you think you look like shooting them chili peppers up Lee Jansen's ass? Well, we're waiting. What is up, golf fans, and welcome back to another episode of Fairways and Dreams. Thank you for taking the time and joining me. For those that have been loyal listeners since this podcast started about a month ago, I do want to hope, I hopefully you recognize, I did that, put this on Instagram, I didn't say anything on my Twitter account, that I'm changing up the format a little bit on the show. I'm planning on two shows a week, Tuesday and Thursday. So one of those could be a two-man scramble where I have a guest. But I was doing the Monday and Wednesday thing, but with all the other podcasts that I do that coincide with things like the NFL, uh, I just didn't have the time and the bandwidth to get that Monday episode. So I was like, you know what? Tuesday, Thursday is smarter, easy to remember. So every Tuesday and Thursday, you can chime in on a Fairways and Dreams podcast. And the last time we talked, we were talking about Tiger Woods' return. We were talking about the potential golf ball rollback, which did officially happen. We we heard some dates on that, that the professional game, I believe, is by 2028. They're expected to be using those golf balls and the amateurs by 2030. We will see what happens. There's still a lot of stuff that could go, ha- not say go wrong, but could take place, I guess is a good way of putting it, as it pertains to potential litigation and, and things like that from the golf world. So be on the lookout for more information on the golf ball rollback. But I made my stance pretty clear on that. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, you know, bifurcation or whatever they're calling it. I feel like they could do that, have a a set of standards for the amateur compared to the professional. Go back and check out the last Fairways and Dreams podcast to hear my thoughts on that, as well as Tiger Woods' return and if he is officially back or not. But since then, that was the hot button topic. And Tiger's back. He was on television, the Hero World Classic, and the golf ball stuff. And then all of a sudden, these rumors started. It just... Little murmurs. You can see things on social media. If you follow the golf people on Instagram, on Twitter, all of a sudden you saw these little things like, I'm hearing that John Rahm is withdrawing from a tournament. This is rare for John Rahm. He normally is a strong participant in this tournament. What's going on? Then there's, could be something bigger than just John Rahm not being in a tournament. Then the rumors start to pick up steam. Now it's, all of a sudden we're hearing that John Rom could be leaving the PGA tour for live golf. But at that time, even when I recorded my last podcast, they were nothing more than that rumors, nothing less, nothing more, just rumors as to what could be happening on the PGA tour. Well, John Rom does leave. He officially signs with live golf. And we're going to talk about that deal here in a second in terms of monetary value and how much money, all that fun stuff. But now, We're wondering if others are likely to follow. We'll talk about the odds-on favorite to go to live 
Uh, there actually is a, is a sports book that has the odds on favorites as to who is going to go left, go next, I should say, go to live. Tony Finau is one of those names. He's been rumored, but let's go back to that John Rom deal, shall we? John Rom officially joins Live Golf. Now, we don't know the exact number in terms of how much money he's making in this deal. It could be anywhere from the literature that I read. 50, 566 million. Okay, could it be anywhere between 400 and 600 million? But the number that they're pointing to is 566 million. Well, it's very specific when they don't know for sure. With $302 million paid up front. I'll say that again. $302 million paid up front. Guaranteed money. Compare this to other contracts. You know, Shohei Otani just signs the big $700 million deal. It's a 10-year contract. Not nearly that much guaranteed money in that contract based on incentives and things like that. Go to the NFL. Deshaun Watson signs a $280 million guaranteed contract, and people are freaking out. But he's not paid that money up front. He has to play for X number of seasons, and if he gets cut or traded, that contract remains. Like He's going to get his money eventually. John Rom got this money up front, $300 million. That's incredible. And when you, you look at what the Saudi, the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund, the PIF, that's what everyone's, that's the PIF, in case you've heard those. Like, who is the PIF? That's the Saudi Arabia group, the public investment fund that started Live Golf, and they've been throwing around some crazy amounts of money to get as much talent over to their league as possible. To give you some perspective on John Rahm's deal, D- DJ, Dustin Johnson, he got $107 million. Phil Mickelson got $106. $302 million paid up front to John Rahm. So now you have all these players, both with Liv, that are excited. You can, Brooks Kepka is like, welcome to the team, man. This is awesome. And, and they're excited about adding a John Rahm to their list of golfers. He's the biggest name, biggest name that joins live golf for sure. No questions about it. DJ's a great name. Phil's a great name. They're not the same caliber that John Rahm is right now. The only player that could be maybe a hotter golfer, maybe a bigger name. I'm we're not talking like Tiger Woods would be if, if like Scotty Scheffler left. Scotty Scheffler has been so dominant on tour. But nonetheless, Rory McIlroy comes out. And I will say this, in case you're just listening to the podcast for the first time, I'm not a big Rory McIlroy fan. What you'll learn about me is that my ties in terms of the, the Ryder Cup run really, really deep. And so some of these European players that are very outward, they're very good golfers, I'm not taking away their skill level, boy, do they rub me the wrong way because I, I am a United States guy and I'm a U.S. supporter and I, I want the Ryder Cup team to play well. They did not play well in the last Ryder Cup. That's neither here nor there, but Rory is one of those guys for me. Not a fan. And so he comes out. Here you have John Rahm, who signs with Live Golf, who's going to be able to play in the majors because he won the Masters last year, which gives him lifetime access to the Masters tournament. But now he is qualified for every major for a very long time. You win one, you get in all of them for a really long time. And Rory comes out and says, well, he's thinking probably, this is going to really hurt our European Ryder Cup team. John Rahm was a steady force for the European team in this past Ryder Cup. So Rory, you would think, because he's been so anti-live, he's been so demonstrative in his support of the PGA Tour, and this is what should happen, and Liv should be 
should be squashed like a bug. No, he comes out and says, well, maybe we're going to need to change that rule so that John Rahm can play in the Ryder Cup. Are you kidding me? Are you serious, Rory? After all the things that you said, after all the vitriol you spit at Greg Norman, at Phil Mickelson, at Dustin Johnson, and all those other golfers that took the money and said, I will go and play Brooks Kepka, you're going to come out and say like that maybe the Europeans should change their tune? I mean, Brooks Kepka played on the U.S. Ryder Cup team, but still, Rory, I mean, talking out of both sides of his mouth. Speaking of Rory McIlroy, I don't want to get off the topic of Live Golf and John Rahm, but still, you see Rory's comments. He stepped down as one of the leaders of the players that represent the players of the PGA Tour, that committee. It kind of seems like the PGA Tour is falling apart. It, it's it's crumbling from the inside out. You know, he steps down in that December 31st deadline for the PGA and the PIF to reach a deadline is looming large. There's a lot of people that wonder, is a deal going to get done? And that's a, that's a big, that's a big debate. That's a big debate and no one's really sure exactly what's going to happen, but you kind of, you hear what Rory's saying and you kind of wonder if the PGA tour is, is reeling that with this deadline looming, that the PIF signing John Rom to the deal that they did, if that wasn't that punch that has them up against the ropes. And you wonder if they're thinking, if we're not going to get a deadline deal done, then we're going for the knockout. And we're going to try and put together the best roster, better roster than you have. And so when Rom, this is also kind of comical. You go back and listen to his comments when players started to exit the PGA Tour and go to live was I'm not about the three days, no cut, you know, the, the shotgun start. Like, that's not for me. That's not, that's not golf. I want to play against the very best. And it just goes to show that with this about face that John Rahm is doing, I'm talking a 180 turnaround here, and he takes the money. It reminds me, for those, you know, for those of you that were old enough or maybe young enough uh, to remember the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase of the WWF, back when I was a kid, he used to laugh and go, <laughs> everybody's got a price. Isn't that the truth? I can't say that if someone didn't tell me, Hey Jeff, we're going to give you $300 million to podcast over here instead of where you are now that I would say, no, I'm going to stay. That's, that's a lot of money, but everyone does have a price. And John Rom, as adamant as he was in his hatred for live golf, for taking away the talent on the PGA tour, he now joins them. He joins that crew in terms of, I guess you would call them almost like expatriates that have left now and they've, they've fled the country and now they're playing in, in some other tour, which is different. And we'll see what happens here. But are other golfers going to be joining Liv? That, that I think is the question that a lot of fans out there are wondering. So Tony Finau, Tyrell Hatton are rumored. They are rumored to be interested in in conversations with live golf. As we speak, Tony Finau was asked about this in the event. I can't, I don't know the name of the event, but the, it was a really cool event with the PGA and LPGA. They paired one PGA pro with an LPGA pro. They played it as a team. It was a lot of fun, a great off season tournament really pumped up both tours. And Tony Finau played in this tournament and he was asked about it. And he said, I have nothing to say right now. That's all you need to know, folks. He didn't say, no, 
I am not joining Liv. I don't know where this came from. No, I'm not joining. He didn't say that. He said, quote, I have nothing to say right now. If that should, that should scare the crap out of the PGA tour should scare the crap out of them. But let's look at those odds. I mentioned those earlier in the show, the odds to leave the PGA tour next for live golf. Hideki Matsuyama is the odds on favorite to go to live with a plus 350. Next, Xander Shoffley, plus 400. Patrick Cantlay is a plus 450. Cam Young, plus 450. Tyrell Hatton, he's a plus 450. Will Zalatoris, now is when you get into the longer odds. Will Zalatoris, plus 800. Colin Morikawa, the same. Victor Hovland, plus 800. Tony Finau, plus 800. I was shocked that these odds didn't change when the rumors of Finau potentially leaving uh, started to, you know, increase. So, hey, if you're a better out there and you want to try and make some money, go put some money on Tony Finau to be the next golfer to leave and go to live. You can make yourself some cash. Make yourself some cash for sure. So you have, and then you get into the thousands. So you're talking about Matt Fitzpatrick, um, Keegan Bradley, Tommy Fleetwood, plus 1500 Scotty Scheffler is plus 5,000. If they're giving John Rom $300 million up front, imagine what Scotty Scheffler would draw. But what does all this mean? What, what is the goal here? We all know about the PGA and the PIF trying to come to terms on a deal. Something. Because what's crazy is that there are these, I saw one on Instagram. I wish I knew who, who put it out there, but it was a poll that came from Twitter and it had almost 10,000 votes on it. And it says, how much golf are you planning on watching in 2024? More, less, or the same? And by far, the most votes were for less. They were going to watch less golf. Because I think the way that things are right now, it is not good for the game. In fact, I think it's really bad for the game. You have fans like my brother. Now, my brother, he often listens to the podcast. He would tell you if he was on the podcast right now, when a guy goes to live, he is dead to him. Dead. doesn't He doesn't want him on the Ryder Cup team. He doesn't want to hear about him. He doesn't want to watch him. Done. If they're in, the, if they're in a major tournament, so last year when Phil Mickelson was making that fourth round run, finishes in the top five uh, in the Masters, my brother was rooting against him hard. Why? He went to live and he doesn't like that. He wants everyone on the PGA Tour. I get it. And he's not alone. My brother is not alone. I understand why players would leave. I understand why Liv is doing what they're trying to do. They're, they're creating competition. They're trying to get something that's bigger and better that they feel is bigger and better. And they've created a lot of enemies. They've created a lot of heels going back to the wrestling comparison. Those bad guys, they've created those. So let's say a deal gets done between the PGA Tour and the PIF. What would that even look like? What would it be? Would it just be two entities Live would be boosted by like the television rights that they have at the PGA tour. They would be on better channels, not the CW or whatever they're on now. I mean, maybe it would be on USA or something like that. I don't know. I'm not sure what the end game would look like. Would the PGA tour start to adopt some of the, some of the principles of live and do more team games. I think that would be great. I actually do not in season, but right now where we are in the calendar year in December, this would be the absolute perfect time for the PGA Tour to say, you know what, we're gonna have, we're gonna have golf, we're gonna have it be fun, and we're gonna have it televised for the world. And you don't have to pay for it. It's not pay-per-view. This isn't like the original match between Phil and Tiger. Like, that's not that at all. This is 
just taking some of those concepts, a scramble format. You can do the shotgun stuff. If you did that, I think golf fans would love it. I've said this a lot since Liv came out, and it's what happened to the Skins game. I can still remember as a kid watching this with my brother and dad in our basement, watching Freddie Couples and these other golfers just playing for Skins. It was a ton of fun. It was competitive. I would love to see the PGA Tour branch out and have, I think, a Phil Mickelson based on his gambling pass, but still have these guys go out and actually talk about, like, okay, okay, you're up by two with four holes to play, press. Here's another match that just started. I want to see them be more like the average weekend warrior that goes out and throws some dollars down. It doesn't have to be egregious. You could put it all to charity. Who cares? But I would love to see these guys go out there and actually put something at stake. It would just make it more interesting. Why everyone hates live. And I know why they hate live. They really hate live because they're pulling the PGA tour apart. You know, it was great to see Phil always there. Brooks Kepka. You're talking about big players. Now John Rahm is gone. And so, you, you tune in on a regular weekend to watch a PGA Tour event. I don't care what event it is, the waste management. John Rahm will not be there. And so you have this situation where a lot of people are like, what is going on? I think that if, if the two were to be able to combine and they were able to have this team atmosphere that lived and survived and, and they still had the PGA Tour, players could play in both events, you would be okay if Phil came over and played in a tournament. Uh, you would be okay if, you know, the, all this stuff, maybe other teams got teams together to play in live events. I don't know what it would look like. And that, that probably is just very altruistic on my part and, and would never happen. But maybe it's a pipe dream because I'm really sad for the game of golf right now. I, I really feel like the golf was in a really good spot. And then this all came about and I feel like it's, it's kind of being, it's being ripped apart at the seams. It's, it's a bad feeling. Do they have time to mend those seams and somehow find a way to get it back to at least what it was? You know, I was in communication with some people on Instagram when I was posting about Tony Finau rumors and like, you know what? I'm done with golf. I'm done. I'm not done playing. I'm done watching these guys. Done watching them complain about millions and millions of dollars. The purses aren't big enough. All this stuff comparing you to NFL, MLB players. They said they're done. They're absolutely done. And I don't blame them for being done. I, I don't. That, that December 31st deadline looms large. There's been no traction. Everyone's saying that John Rahm being recruited was just the, the PIF saying, look, we need to make a deal or we're going to get more of your guys. And next thing you know, the PGA Tour is going to be made up of a bunch of no-names that people aren't going to tune into to watch. The majors are going to be the majors no matter what. But all the other events, yeah, no one's going to want to watch those guys. So now they kind of have the inside lane. They have the leverage. We'll see what the PGA tour does. We'll see if this gets those negotiations going again. And I will keep you up to date with everything that I can right here on fairways and dreams looking for, uh, I'm trying to get a couple guests lined up, get you a two man scramble podcast, be fun. In the meantime, folks, make sure you stay tuned every Tuesday and Thursday to fairways and dreams. This podcast is a part of fans or fans for sports network. Check out that website fans for all your sports needs. We got everything covered NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA, you name it right there. Fans I'm going to be providing more written work for golf. So make sure you check that out. But as I finish all my solo po- podcasts out there, be safe, be kind and God bless hit them straight. We'll see you next time.